Good morning, everybody, and we welcome you here inside of the radio room or otherwise known as the podcast studio inside of Lake Orion High School, just outside of downtown Lake Orion, Michigan, on this cold, very cold, very, very cold, brisk Wednesday morning. As fellas, when I walked out of my car today to go to the high school for this episode of Cheap Seats, I realized that my my windshield had some frost on it. So I kind of had to sit in my car, wait a little bit, you know, turn the defroster on, take my scraper and scrape a little bit off. I'm telling you, when I tell you that is the most stubborn frost I've ever seen in my entire life, it took a long time for that frost to get off my car. I don't know about you guys, but it, it was crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, for me personally, and then I went to Speedway, got my coffee like I normally do. But, I mean, when I was driving in my car, I had to put my coat on and gloves on because of how cold it was. It, it was chilly. It was very, very, very chilly. It's like 25 <laughs> degrees today. It's crazy. <laughs> And I don't have, I mean, I, I'm a skinny guy. I don't know if you know that, but I'm, I, I don't have much blubber on to protect me against the, win, or against the winter cold. I mean, I don't know about you, Novak, driving here today. It's just, it was, it was a rough one. He's in a Jeep. Person. It's fine. Oh, you got a Jeep? Oh, you're fine then. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't too bad for me. I'm out here sitting in shorts, and I honestly wasn't even that oh cold. My God. I, left, crazy, I left my bro. car running for 20 minutes before I left my house. You're, so. one of, you're one of those offensive linemen that just wears shorts and says it's never cold when it's like negative 50 degrees. Outside. I am absolutely, I'm absolutely one of those people. Do you even have sweatpants? Yes, I do. When was the last time you wore sweatpants? Uh, Sunday. Oh, my God. He's a big fan of the shorts to school. That's <laughs> huge that's, fan of the shorts to school. There we go. Anyways, I am Ben Shadle, your host for the third episode of the 11th season of Cheap Seats, the sports podcast produced and created by the television production workshop class within the prestigious Dragon Broadcasting Program. Today, I am blessed and fortunate to be joined by my partners in crime today. We have Kyle Purdy on the audio board, Ada Novak, and an empty seat where Zach Hayes should be right now, the co-host of this podcast. Unfortunately, he will not be here today, but we should have our fourth guest coming in soon. He'll join us as the podcast goes on and Special on and guest. on. Special guest. And now we're going to start off the podcast with how we have started the podcast every single episode so far. Kyle, it's your turn. Now give me the drink of the day, sir. Sir, well, we got us a little tropy Celsi mm-hmm. for those of you at home that don't know. Ooh. Tropical Celsius. Not sponsored. Not, not sponsored. sponsored at all. Not sponsored at all. How, how's it taste? Oh, she's money. She's oh, that's money. beautiful. That's perfect. Normally we have Zach doing it, but Zach decided to, do a <laughs> Zach little decided bit of a decided to sleep in, in. We called him at 8.15 when we normally start the podcast, and uh, Zach was still sleeping. So we told him to stay home, get better, make sure he's doing good for the school day. Get and, uh, better. He's get fine. Better. <laughs> he, well, he's in a crappy mood probably right now. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Anyways, let's get started here. I wanted to start off with a little bit of a topic that I've seen in the news recently. Um, I've talked about it before with my friends and classmates at school. Kyle, I'm going to go to you first because you have a lot of information about this topic. Um, what do you th- what, what are we thinking about Jared Goff right now? What is going on with the Lions organization? They started out 9-3, and 9-2 and two even, and then they played the Saints. They, we were, they, they won, right? I thought we were going to talk about Michigan State basketball first. We'll talk about that later, okay, but okay. I wanted to go over a more relevant topic, a more prevalent topic right now that's more important. And then you're also going to have to ask our special guest who, whenever he shows up about this, too, because oh, yeah. I, I he know has he has some opinions. insight on this. Yeah. Anyway, Jared Goff, let's, let's just point out the elephant in the room. Ten turnovers in the last three games. We won, we won against the Saints. We held on. I, should, I shouldn't even say won. We held on. Yeah. Went out to an early 21 nothing lead, and then a, cu- a pair of turnovers. Goff didn't throw an interception that game, but a pair of turnovers did change that game. A little fourth down, 
Um, you know, Dan Campbell likes to go for it. That's just the way Dan Campbell coaches. Um, but Goff is not playing up to his standard right now. And all I hear, I know you watched 97, yeah. won the ticket. Mm-hmm. I hear a lot of different Goff, opinions on that show. Goff Whether it's, yeah. is set up to get paid this year. Mm-hmm. And it's about performance. Ten turnovers in three games is not performing. I and agree. losing three of your last four is also not performing. But where I'm where I'm lost is people say that Goff, if if they win the division and win a playoff game, doesn't matter. Goff gets paid. Doesn't matter. I don't think it matters. I think Lions fans have been so hungry for a Super Bowl. I think it's Super Bowl or bust this year. I really wow, do. Really? I really do. Because we've been talking about it. Si- probably since we got into high school that's true. about whether or not the Lions would ever be good that's true. in my lifetime. This we talked is the about year- that a lot before, though. Yes. <laughs> in middle school, elementary it, school. We did. Yeah. Injuries happen in the NFL. I'm not saying they don't. Injuries happen. But when you have the caliber team that you, that you have this year, now granted, the defense could get better. If the offense can stay and either Goff starts playing better or I've been talking a lot about Hendon Hooker, I know people have been talking about Hendon Hooker. I just want to see how he plays. If we clinch, I feel like we should start him. I don't know about you guys, but I feel like I feel like the Lions should start Hendon Hooker if we clinch a playoff spot. Well, that's for the last game of the season. I mean, personally, you want to rest your starters, make sure they're all healthy and ready for the playoffs. And injuries have been not only a huge concern for the Lions this year, but basically almost every team in the NFL. We've seen a record amount of quarterbacks being injured out for the year, from Kirk Cousins to now Kenny Pickett. He's not out for the year. Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow, there you go. Justin Herbert now. now. Exactly. So when it comes to depth pieces, they're more important than ever right now. And, you know, the number one thing, if you're the Lions, you don't want to screw it up, right? You have so many great pieces, and we've seen so many injuries on this team this season, from C.J. Garner-Johnson to Emmanuel Mosley to now Aleem McNeil, right? I mean, and death is going to be Decker a huge Decker didn't thing. practice yesterday. Oh, either. really? Ah, that's bad. That's bad. Novak, you got any uh, opinions about Jared Goff here, whether it's the offensive line's problem or his problem at all? It's definitely not the offensive line's problem. I'll tell you that much. You don't think so? Oh, Decker, definitely not. Decker is underperforming, so. but if you – I'll let you continue again, and I think you were going in the same direction with this. Goff just takes sacks. He doesn't try to elude. He looks for his first option, and then if not, he holds on to the ball and takes a sack. You can't do that against the Bears' D-line. Now, granted, the Bears aren't great. They're 5-8 mm-hmm. and eight now, 5-9, and nine, but Montez Sweat is coming to you from the, from the edge. I you know. can't just hold on to the ball if Montez Sweat is rushing you. Yannick Ngakwe exists too. So yeah, yeah. I mean, it wasn't. Mm. I, I mean, was very angry I mean, every time yeah. that Goff took a sack. You got you got to understand though, Jared Goff is not the most mobile of quarterbacks. That's what I was just about matter. to say. It he, does matter. He's though. not eluding sacks and because he can't elude sacks. Here's, here's my thing. I will agree with with Kyle here because I am. If you've listened before, you know I'm a Steelers fan. Right, and for years, over a decade, we, we had so many Super Bowls. I mean, not even that. I don't. I, like that's <laughs> great and everything, but that's not relevant to the topic right now. We had a quarterback who was one of the best eluders of sacks I've ever seen in the NFL, and he couldn't run for diddly squat. Right, <laughs> Ben Roethlisberger <laughs> was a huge behemoth of a man. You could not take that man down back. Put in a pocket. cheeseburger in the end zone. He'll there, throw four touchdowns. Go. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Uh, what 
300, 400, 500 yards maybe and, get a couple, and a couple touchdowns, I'll take that every day of the week. He did have a lot of 500-yard oh passing games. It was he, unreal. It was incredible. But anyways, we saw that man elude tackles. I mean, even at some times throw defenders off of him, throw 300 to 350-pound guys off It's kind of hard look to tackle a guy that – is yeah. nicknamed Big Ben. Exactly. So it's kind of hard to tackle a dude that's that big at quarterback. So. Exactly. So when you look at Jared Goff, right, he's not Roethlisberger's size at all, right? But you have to be able to elude some sacks that are in the pocket. I don't care if you're a mobile quarterback or if you're the mo- if you have the mobile skills of a freaking potato, right? <laughs> you should be able to at least elude a couple sacks within the pocket. I, I just don't understand how Goff can be that slow. To elude the I pocket. Know. He doesn't look like he should be that slow. I know. I know. I think it has something to do with those alpha cleats you wear. Well, yeah, it's true. <laughs> and another another thing is you can't really blame this all on Jared Goff. And uh, I know defense, some, defense. Well, defense, there's that definitely. Defense. But Novak, you said it has nothing to do with the offensive line. I think you're wrong. I think the offensive line has to play better. Put him in situations to where, you know, you're going. Jared Goff is going through his first progression right now, and that's all the time he has. No, right? here's in the first couple games of the season. And I'll let you talk in a second, Kyle. Yeah. In the first couple games of the season, especially against Seattle, right? Jared Goff was able to go through his first progression, then go through his second progression, then maybe his third progression. Right now, he's going through his first progression, and, he, and he's got a defensive lineman in his face. He's with scared. His he's thrown 10 turnovers in the last three games. So when your offensive line is forcing you to make those bad decisions with that limited amount of time, I don't care if you're the greatest quarterback of all time. You're going to make some mistakes, right? When you have a 300 to 350-pound guy in your face every single play trying to absolutely destroy you, you're going to make some mistakes eventually. You you know a good reason the Lions are nine and three right now? It's not golf. I mean four. I mean nine and four, sorry. I was just saying why <laughs> they got two nine and three. Makes sense, I gotcha. It wasn't golf. Well, it had something to do with golf. Of course it had stuff to do with Amon Ross St. Brown because yep. he's been balling. But I think the main thing is the running backs and the offensive line being able to establish the run game week after week. That's huge. It's been unbelievable. To watch David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs line up and play side by side with each other, because I think they work perfectly. Well, here, here's my thing personally. I mean, in this offseason, I criticized the David Montgomery signing so much, and the Jameer I, Gibbs I, draft pick. Um, yeah, I like yeah, but at the same time, um, your the loss of Jamal Williams was huge in terms of your locker room. But to be completely honest with you, David Montgomery has been what a top five running back in the NFC right now. His running ability has been outstanding and phenomenal. I mean, it's been incredible to watch. And then when you put Jameer Gibbs in there as a third-down running back, maybe a passing option out of the backfield, Ben Johnson has used this running attack perfectly, right? He knows how to take these guys and put them in the correct situations with these different plays and stuff. The only problem I have with Ben Johnson right now is that with his system, right, with his tendencies, defenses are starting to figure them out. Okay, defenses start, are starting to figure out what plays he's going to run on third down along. What plays are he, is he going to run on second down? But that's right? why Goff needs to get through all of his progressions. That's I was true, just 100%. about to say that Jared Goff needs to step up his play then, so he, the Lions can rely on him to go win a game for him and actually be able to carry the team through passing the ball mm-hmm. rather than just always relying on the run game. And I've heard a lot of people say, I've heard a lot of Lions fans say that, hey, you know, we want Hendon Hooker, right? We want Hendon Hooker. Let me give you a little perspective here. You want to take your quarterback, right? who has arguably played at a Pro Bowl level for the past three years, established a culture, played phenomenal here for you guys, for the Lions, right? And you want to substitute him out with a 25-year-old quarterback 
who broke his leg, who has not taken a snap or thrown a pass in the NFL yet. Why replace good with great? It makes no sense. Listen, I understand you're trying to go for the future here for the Lions, but a 25-year-old is not going to do that for you. If Hendon Hooker is like 22, 23, he has time to progress. He has time to slowly go in there. I understand it. But he's 25 right now, guys. He is old in terms of rookie status, right? So when your guy has not thrown a pass in the NFL yet, he broke his leg in college last year. How is that old? No, no, in terms of rookie status. I'm not saying old. Oh, yeah, yeah, for rookie, yeah. That's what I meant. In terms of like a rookie, if he's 22 to 23 years old and you're trying to establish him, slowly work him into the game to get him to, pro- to progress, to get him to his fullest potential, right? I understand that. But, I mean, this guy is, is at the age now where you're seeing these right quarterbacks develop. And he hasn't, played, he hasn't thrown a pass in the NFL yet, guys. I get the fact that if he didn't break his leg, he would have been a first-round pick. But to be completely honest with you, I would not try to replace Jared Goff right now with Hendon Hooker at all. I wouldn't even have any discussions about it because I There's think it was ridiculous. What in, in regards to the Lions draft, I thought the Lions did a great job in the later in the in the second and third round. First round was debatable by me, but that in terms out. of what they did, it did work out. In terms of Porta, holy <laughs> There you go. In terms of what they wanted to do with the draft, it was a completely different vision from what I would have done, right? But their vision of the draft was, "Hey, look, our window is open right now." I don't care about pieces that are going to develop five to ten years down the road, right? I want players who are going to help me right now. Sam Laporta, huge draft pick. Jack Campbell, huge draft pick. Here's my problem. Why in the world, if you're trying to contend now, are you going to take a quarterback with your third-round pick who's going to sit on the bench the entire season and has and broke his leg we, the past year in college football? We don't know the answer to that question. A I lot of, n- but I'm just saying a lot of things go behind closed doors that we don't understand during a draft, mm-hmm. right? Yep. The meetings. Do you impress? Do you impress the coaches? Obviously, there was meetings or a phone call that was Hendon Hooker talking with Campbell, probably Ben Joe, probably talking with Brad Holmes. Yeah. They were impressed by something. You would not waste a third round pick if there wasn't something in Hendon Hooker that you didn't see that could be beneficial to the Lions in the future. I know he's 25 years old. I know he's coming off of completely blowing his knee out. Mm-hmm. But you see what he did at Tennessee that year up until South Carolina, and it was greatness. It was unbelievable. Tennessee was in contention all year, and it was thanks to Hendon Hooker and Jalen Hyatt. Mm-hmm. But Hendon Hooker to Hyatt was probably the best quarterback receiver duo arguably in the in the NCAA that year with the amount and, of chemistry they had that year yeah i'm just saying i'm just saying we can't we can't jump the gun on Hendon Hooker but we also can't just let him go wasted without knowing how he can play like you got to go now it's 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 now there's no progression it's now you go into the game you got to dominate you don't you're out you're gone there are too many good backup quarterbacks in this league that are going to get paid this offseason for you to have a 25-year-old rookie on your roster as your number two guy. And there's a lot of talk about Justin Fields maybe moving on from the Bears after this year. Mm-hmm. And if we if we drafted Hendon Hooker third in the third round, oh. and then and then Justin Fields leaves the Bears, doesn't that open up an opportunity for Hendon Hooker to fight for a quarterback spot if the Bears don't go and get a quarterback better than Justin Fields, which probably won't happen. So you're saying you want the Lions to try to trade Hennon? No, 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 no. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying if we don't 
if we don't sign Hennon Hooker to another deal after his rookie deal, that that opens up more opportunity for Hennon Hooker to be a free agent and go sign somewhere that the coaches are like, hey, we're going to let you fight for this spot. Because mm-hmm. like you said, there's a lot of backup quarterbacks that are good yep. but aren't playing because they're behind somebody. Well, I've, every backup's behind somebody, but yeah. behind somebody good. Um, I think the big one right now is the Bears, or not the Bears, the Jets, with Zach Wilson yeah. and whoever's behind him. And then Minnesota. Josh Just Dobbs benched is. Josh Dobbs. Yeah. I, I, I'm not going to lie. I really like Josh Dobbs. I, I really too. I, I really liked what he did with the Vikings to start yeah. off, but you can't, you can't throw four interceptions one week and then win three to nothing. That's yeah, not sustainable. No, it's great. What was that? The, the lowest scoring game in the NFL since what, 2016 or something like that? Something like that. You can go something, ahead and look that up right now. That's stupid. Yeah, it was it was really really absurd to watch personally. Um, but I mean, talking about these backup quarterbacks from Mitch Trubisky to the Steelers, who has been absolutely atrocious. I don't even know why he still has a contract on the NFL team, right? To you're going to Garner Minshew, who is gonna get paid this offseason. Whether he's a backup or a starter, he has done a lot of great things. He's been really impressive on this season. Really impressive. Minshew Mania. The stash <coughs> coming back. Anyways, I mean, what we've seen from these backup quarterbacks has been huge. And so really what I think it all comes down to is right now you gotta play Jared Goff. That's it. There is no ifs and there is no if and or buts. You have to play Jared Goff. Unless he goes out there and he gets shut out, he throws three interceptions, something astronomically bad, right? You can take him out then. Fine, whatever. But why replace great with good? You have something good here. You have a good quarterback surrounding your team, right? Look at what happened with Matthew Stafford. You guys, the Lions had a star quarterback at their quarterback position, and they did nothing with him. He was a stats machine, couldn't win a playoff game. Exactly. Wait, can we talk about something real quick? Because I just saw it on Instagram, and it's kind of – it's kind of switching the topic a little bit, mm-hmm. but I'm I'm fascinated by this. The Michigan's visits list came out for no like from November 25th. Moving on, and um, here you are, five star Bryce Underwood, number one quarterback oh, in the 2025. Okay. Yeah, um, Trey McNutt. Five-star corner, number 56 in the country for 2025. That's I'm sorry, what's, it, what's his name? Can you repeat Trey that? McNutt. Trey McNutt. McNutt? Yeah. Oh, my Lord. <clears throat> okay. Um, All right, next question, please. DJ Pickett, five-star safety, number seven in the 2025 class for safeties. Mm-hmm. Four-star, Andrew Marsh, wide receiver. Four-star, Nate Marshall. Four-star, Ethan Utley. Uh, and four-star, Elijah Melendez. That's D-line, D-line linebacker. That's well, well did, you, did you see Michigan State got a three-star tight end yesterday? Ooh, Ooh yeah. <laughs> That's the next go. Sam Laporta. The yeah. next Sam Laporta. <laughs> Horrible. I don't know. I mean, with John, I'm not trying to take away from you here. We'll talk about this separately. But Jonathan Smith has done an okay job. I mean, you can't go out and get a five star right now. It's, it's it, new turnover. It's staff. meh. It's like well, who cares, right? Michigan State had what 11, 10, 2024 20, recruits when Jonathan Smith came here. He's done a great job retaining the former players, making sure that players like Jordan Hall and Simeon Barrow and Ethan Boyd and Christian Phillips come back. Uh, key players on last year's roster that were underclassmen who are going to develop well this year. Um, but in regards to Michigan... Your tackles came back. I know, those are huge. But in regards to Michigan, like they have the opportunity here. This is their time. And I'm not underselling you. I'm not overselling you. This is their time. If they don't win the national championship this year... Listen, Donovan Edwards can stay, right? You can have Alex Orgy in there or Dante Moore if he comes here. 
you're not going to have the same team that you had this year or the past couple of years, right? J.J. McCarthy's gone. We don't Blake know Horn, that. Blake, if, he's a projected top 10 if pick. If they get handed one by Alabama and all Michigan has talked about is culture, then it'll be it'll be relevant after the Alabama-Michigan game. If Michigan yeah. wins, I think Michigan wins the national championship. I do, too. I really do. I agree. Whoever wins this Michigan-Alabama game will win the national championship. Mm-hmm. I agree. Texas is a little scary. Yeah, I Texas, am, Texas am, is good. I am terrified you know what's of funny Nick Saban. About the Longhorns? Terrified. You know what's funny about the Longhorns? You know who their number one wide receiver is? It was like Xavier Worthy Xavier or A.D. Worthy? Mitchell. You know, you know, I'm going to talk about Xavier Worthy here. You know where he was committed before Texas when he came out of that recruiting class? <laughs> he was committed to Michigan. And then Texas managed to flip him, and he was an All-American as a freshman. Wild. That's hilarious. Anyways. That is actually pretty funny. I mean, y- you lose J.J. McCarthy. You lose Blake Corum. <coughs> you lose Zach Sinner. You lose probably Mike Sanistro, right? Mike Sanistro's l- still's gone, yeah. yeah. I mean, y- y- all these players that you're going to lose. Plus, not to mention, we've heard the rumors. What, obviously, every what is year Will about Johnson? Jim Harbaugh gone. Great. Or not so Will Johnson's player. a sophomore he's right a sophomore. now. He can't awesome. go. He's amazing. Oh, he's, a, he's, a, he's an amazing, great player. Jim Harbaugh might be gone, right? I think it's possible that um, Sharon Moore and Jesse Minner, as now we're going to take a pause in the action <laughs> here. We have our special guest, Mr. Tyler Clawson, coming in with the Michigan football sweatshirt. Tyler, go ahead and put those headphones on, buddy. Oh, we're going we're gonna to take a second as he sits down. Gets his bag ready and everything. He's going to pull He's out his He's got his drink in the uh, day. Hey, so, Tyler, how are we doing today, buddy? Let's start off with that. Well, you, you need, gotta, to, get gotta, the, you need to get the, the mic the first. Mic there, and yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, I'm doing terrific. Thank All you. right, there we go. Mr. Tyler, your first appearance on the podcast this year. And do you want to hear why? First off, before you take a sip, before you take a sip, hold on. We started off the podcast today, and we start every Cheap Seats podcast off with the drink of the day by the audio board person. The, today was Kyle, right, with the Celsius, the not sponsored. Celsius. Tyler, I want you to give me an inside look at the drink of the day from Mr. T-Claw over there. What do we got? Give me a little explanation. Talking to the mic, buddy. Um, today we got the Fairlife Fair protein life. shake. 30 yep. grams of protein. Chocolate. Just get the mic closer to your face. <laughs> Just get it up a this little bit. This kid's a rookie. Like, I'm a rookie. Kyle. You can, you can turn this up and down. Like almost there, touching your mouth. There you yeah, there yeah, we yeah, go. Get clo- get. There we go. Yeah, That's there we go. good. Yeah, All yeah, right. Yeah. Give me a little bit of inside information. Yeah. Drink of the day part two. 30 grams of protein in here, yep. chocolate, mm-hmm. delicious. Nice. And, and we Great might way to add, start the day. we might add, me, Ben, and Tyler. I don't know about you, Novak. Big chocolate milk drinkers. Oh man, yes. big yes. chocolate yes. milk drinkers. Yes, yes, absolutely. Oh. Yes. I keep talking, baby. That, uh, that's that, used to my ears. That <laughs> that Meyer run was a little, got a little expensive on the chocolate milk <laughs> end. But yeah, that was quite the day. You live and you learn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you do. Exactly. <laughs> so Tyler, we're talking about Michigan here. Um, we're talking about. They're a great recruiting class, right? To give a little bit of insight for not only you, but people who are just turning in, tuning in right now. Um, we're talking about Michigan football, the recruiting class. Bryce Underwood's visiting this weekend. A bunch of five stars are visiting this weekend. We talked about how Michigan State had a three-star tight end commit. Yeah, there we go. Go you yes. guys. Oh, yeah, I know. Uh, yes. Then, then we went into a little bit of uh, information about their upcoming game against Alabama and how this year is really win it or it's over for a while, right? J.J. McCarthy's gone. Blake Corum's gone. I mean, Jim Harbaugh might be gone. Sanistro's gone. Zinter's gone. You want, to, you want me to give you more names? I might give you more names. Uh, there, I, yeah, there's a lot of names. There's a lot of names gone. Lot so, of names. Tyler, do you think that this year is ride or die for the Michigan Wolverines football team? I think that's it's tough to say. I think, um, you know, this year might, is going to be our last year where 
we're going to be like 13 and 0 Big 10 champs, you know, with the new Big 10 coming, it's going to be very difficult. The schedules is going to be a lot tougher. Um, but you know, I think with the coaching and the recruiting classes, I expect a good transfer portal class again. Um, you know, I think we could still have the potential to be a very solid team over the next few years. Probably not undefeated. Mm -hmm. I schedule's gonna get tougher. <laughs> Sorry, <clears throat> I don't know what was in my throat there. Forty nine zero. That's all. Forty nine zero. Michigan State um, is awful at football. We've talked about this. You, yeah, you guys so wanted to so make don't a talk. You guys so wanted don't to talk. make a statement and go like the normal, just calling plays where the quarterback runs over to the sideline. Oh, no, I knew we were takes the play from the coach. Forty nine zero. I yeah. knew we were so, gonna lose. I said we'd lose by fifty but, or more. But, did I not? You did. That's yeah, true. I did. But pretty, ben, pretty close. Mm -hmm. Ben, here's the thing with Michigan, and I kind of want to piggyback off of Tyler. It's not exactly make or break this year because it's the Big Ten and it's the Michigan Wolverines. Three straight college football playoff appearances. You are going to get high end recruits. Next year, it's going to be amazing. This year, you got Jaden Daniels coming in. Alex Orgy is still. The quarterback. Have you seen that man run or play in a game? He's 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 an athlete. He is an athlete, and yeah, he's not a, he's not the quarterback in my opinion to take it to the national championship. I, I just can, don't. Think I can so. promise Dante you, Moore? if he proves, that's what I said. If that's what I think. If I think Alex, if Michigan, uh, I'll start if, you off. No if Alex here. Orgy, right. if Alex Orgy proves that he can actually throw the football consistently, he's better than JJ McCarthy. I'm gonna be honest with you. He's going to be better than J.J. McCarthy. I know. I mean, Alex Orgy, he's just he's a guy that, you know, he can run the ball a lot. And we've seen multiple different packages this year uh, from Sharon Moore, the offensive coordinator for the Wolverines, where you take J.J. out and you put your running quarterback in. Here's my thing, though. If Michigan really wants to contend and be a blue blood in football and contend for years to come, I think realistically you got to go in the transfer portal. Listen, Jaden Daniels, what? he's a four-star, former number one player in the, in, in the recruiting class. He's a freshman, right? Ben, there Alex was Orgy, nine. Alex Orgy has not been able to throw the ball yet from what we've seen, right? I think Hasn't if you go out and get Dante, I agree, but I think if you go out and get Dante Moore, right, of a guy who is a UCLA commit, formerly an Oregon commit, then he went to UCLA, Michigan State was on his radar, right? He's been rumored to now go to Michigan. If you go out and you get Dante Moore, he's a what? He's a uh, he's going to be a sophomore next year, or yep. was he? Yeah, a he was sophomore? a true freshman. Okay, you have him for years to come, right? You have shown that you've been able to develop players at every single position, contend year after year, and listen. As much as I hate to admit it, Michigan's a dominant program right now. They're dominating teams. Yep. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's it's. Tyler wants me to keep on talking. Keep, keep on talking, man. Like keep it. talking. Keep talking. <laughs> I mean. From what we've seen, Michigan has just – Jim Harbaugh has figured it out. And realistically, you got to think – well, I saw this thing. What was that – who's – I don't even know his name. There was a Rutgers kicker that Michigan played back in, like, 2020 before the OSU game where or, um, where they – the Rutgers kicker had an opportunity to walk it off with the late game uh, field goal, and he completely missed it. If they made that field Shank. goal – they would have lost. <laughs> His Michigan last name was like Ambrosio yeah. or something like that. Michigan would have lost the game, and Jim Harbaugh was rumored to be fired if they lost that game to Rutgers. Michigan has every has every right to thank that kicker that he missed the field goal <laughs> for all their success that they have ben, right now. Ben, here's the here's a point I wanted to bring up um, when we started talking about Michigan and like make or break. You know what I think the make or break is for this room and this group of friends at this school? What? It's next year. It's a hundred percent next year, and the reason is is because here. Just let me just let me explain this. I'm not sure where you're going with this. No, guy. no, no. 
all you've talked about the last few years is the level of play that the Big Ten has been in outside of yeah. probably Penn State, Ohio State, Michigan, and the exception of Michigan State Sometimes, when Kenneth Walker every, was there. Once every okay. 10 years. But, again, 9 of 12 games this season, Michigan was able to play all oh, 78 oh. players. You did all some of research them. All 78 players. 9 of 12 games. Well, I'm just taking into account the fact that we beat Penn State by 9. I know I'm sorry. A timeout. Who's Who's we? Are you accepted to go to Michigan we, right now currently? The we. Michigan are you Wolverines. Accept, are you an official we. Michigan Wolverine right now, Kyle? Ben, you say we for Michigan State. I'm and accepted you're not to go to Michigan State right now. I'm currently slated to be a Michigan State student you next year. You want a year. cookie for that? I would love a cookie. <laughs> <laughs> Mainly okay. a chocolate okay. chip, please. But Ben, yeah, but ben the reason out. I was saying make or break next year for like this group of friends would be because the, the level of play, as we know, has not been great. Mm-hmm. And Michigan's schedule was a cakewalk outside of probably two games. Yeah. And I know we almost dropped to Maryland, but we hung on. All right, we hung on. Anyway, what I'm saying is, next year it's a true test for Michigan, depending on depending on the skill set. And I think we're going to be great again next year. I don't know if it's going to be the caliber that we had this year, but Michigan's going to be great again next year, and I truly believe that. And if Michigan can roll their schedule next year, I looking at it right now, I say Michigan goes ten and two. That's 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 my true opinion. I think you might drop to Texas, and I think you might drop to Ohio State next year. I just say nine and three. So he, he let me let well, me. You give think you a we drop to Oregon? Let yes. Me give, let me give you a rundown of the tough games yeah. that Michigan has next year. You Is that because of Dylan Gabriel? Yeah. Mainly. I mean, you have Fresno Fair State, enough. Arkansas State, non-conference games. Who cares, right? You can put. You can put a fifth-grade quarterback in with this offense, and they can dominate, right? But, hey, in between Fresno State and Arkansas State, let's just throw in Texas. There you go. <laughs> yeah. There you go. In like Ann that. Arbor at the big house, you're playing Texas, uh-huh. right? I don't like quit Evers. In In Ann Arbor, <laughs> you're, playing, you're playing USC, okay? USC's not going to be that good next You're going year. to Wait. Washington to play Washington. Wait, hold on. Were you're you playing t- in Michigan. No, 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 no. Were you talking about Quinn Ewers being committed somewhere and then getting flipped to Texas? No, Quinn Ewers. Quinn Ewers. Okay, okay, okay. I mean, Quinn, Quinn Ewers was committed to yeah. Ohio State. Yeah. transferred. And then decided transferred. to go to college at home. Yep. Then you're playing Th- Oregon. That high school team he was on was that nuts. Was crazy. It was nasty. <laughs> nasty. Anyways, you're playing Hor- uh, Oregon home at the big house. I mean, and Could then you're playing Ohio State at Ohio State in the horseshoe. Five games. Five games. Well, you know. You want to talk about make or break wait, next wait, wait, wait. year? Ohio State, Ohio State fears wait, wait, the Don. Do you think we lose to USC? No, no, no. No, no I'm saying I'm saying He's five, saying big five games. tough games. Five tough games. Michigan State can go screw itself next year. We're not going to be good. Okay? <laughs> no. I don't think USC is going to be good next year either. They could. No, they're they not. They could be. They're here's, here's not. Here's no, they're not. You, you never think know. Washington's going to be good USC next year? USC is a dominant program. No. No. Who's their quarterback? They they might go out in the transfer portal and get something, dude. You never know with Keelan DeBoer. Who DJ ukulele? <laughs> DJ ukulele? I mean, I don't they know. They can have him. That is not. Listen, that is not how listen, you say you his get, name. I don't care. He's pretty cool. What is it? I don't care. Uyugulele. Uyugulele. Really? It's Uyugulele. Oh my god. You have five tough games. All right. It's a tough you last p- name. You want to prove to me that you're the real deal? You're a blue blood next year, and you're going to continue to contend. Go at least over five hundred. Are you kidding me? You if think you we're going to go over three and two? If you go three and two. You're all good, right? And you should oh, win. Oh, you're some saying of those in those games. five oh, tough games. Yeah, no, no, okay, those, okay, no, no, no yeah. I'm not saying go six and five. That's stu- or six and what, seven and five? Whatever. <laughs> Who cares, right? But in those five tough games, and then you're obviously going to have trap games here and there, right? Minnesota, Illinois, heck, Michigan State. Can we go to possibly. Michigan State schedule? 
Uh, no. <laughs> no. Yes. I mean, I saw, no. I saw, I saw some predictions. Um, that many, that some people think that we're gonna go seven to five next year, and I think they're absolutely. That's nuts. crazy. That's a little generous. Uh, that is nuts. wild. So Very we're going generous. to pull up the Michigan State 2024 schedule right now. Here we go. Uh, <clears throat> here we go. So you want to talk about Michigan State football next year? Let's take a look. Uh, you have August 31st at Florida Atlantic. Loss. Dub. <laughs> Get Loss. Out of here, All right, buddy. Tough game. At Maryland, September Loss. 7th. Loss. Probably loss, if I'm being honest with you. At Louisiana, dumb. Win. Or, excuse me, home versus Louisiana, win. At Boston College, win. Loss. Uh, versus Bro. Ohio State. They might push you in that it's one. It's Boston College. Whoop de doo. They pushed LSU, they pushed LSU, LSU in a game this year. Huh? And Florida State. They, yeah, they played LSU and Florida State close this year. Did they win? No. No, so who cares? You're not even Ohio close State. to the same caliber, though. I, okay. Dude, it's it's yeah, we'll college see. football. We'll see. We'll see. Wait, when do you play you Boston College? You saw Bama. They almost Wait, lost you, to Auburn. When do you play Bama? Boston College? They needed fourth in a mile. Uh, September 21st. Loss. Okay. Any uh, given home, Saturday, guys. First, and you want okay, to no, know? No, here no. you go. The reason I'm saying this, the reason I'm saying this is because Boston College has a huge, huge tradition and turnout for celebrating their first home game after the anniversary of 9-11. Okay? Boston College, super close. And did you see their jerseys this year? No. The red bandana? Yes. Okay. Oh, the have you heard the story of the man in the red bandana? No, I have not. The man that went back up into the Trade Center and saved as many people as he could, and he always carried a red bandana. Boston College always honors him because he played hockey, or no, he played lacrosse at Boston College. They always have a jersey. They always have an awesome turnout. And that environment, I think Michigan State loses. So you can <laughs> uh, move on now. All right. I agree. Uh, September 28th, home versus Ohio State. I mean, could it be a blowout, honestly, in Michigan State's favor? I'm joking. I'm joking. The Buckeyes will win. Picking, I'm You're pick, at Michigan. Oregon? Oh, no. Pick Oregon, picking Michigan loss. State over Ohio State in that game. Colossal upset. Because okay. I hate that Ohio State. Uh, October 19th, home versus Iowa. Is Ohio yeah, State going to be any good? It depends on who they get in the portal. Do they really need to go to the portal? Hey, yes, hey, they lost just, their quarterback. Devin just, Brown was a former five-star. I quarterback? Just, I don't think he's ready yet. I just want to say something. He's going to be junior. Yeah, what up, Novak? Even though I don't think it's going to happen, MHJ is on the fence right now, considering coming back if to yeah, Ohio State. Go, if you don't go to the draft if, and you're going to be a top-five pick. You can say the same thing with J.J. McCarthy, though. He's slated to be a top-ten, top-fifteen pick. Okay. He should go. I want him to stay. So, but if but he if, doesn't go and he's going to be a top-ten pick, that's dumb. So you're gonna say you're 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 actually gonna say that a Michigan player is stupid? Oh my God! Tyler it's is turning a new leaf, saying something negative ben, about the Michigan. Ben, football here's team. where I'm here's Sorry, where I'm ahead. conflicted. Okay, yeah. yep. Because I'm super super excited to see how Michigan fares against their schedule next year, mm-hmm. but there's a solid chance that I end up going to Michigan State for college. Mm-hmm. That's that's very conflicting to me. I don't like that. It's gonna be conflicting to me too. Are you I'm, on the same boat you know here, funny? Tyler? You yeah. know what's funny? Yeah. Let's let's go over like this. Real quick. I think I'll still be a Michigan fan. Let's key. let's go over this. Real I don't know that you can. I know. I don't know. It like is you say is. that you will, but I feel like once you get there, it'll be too hard to. Michigan State's a party school, right? It's 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 a basically kind of a party school. But they right? have a good business program. They do. They do, and a very good agriculture program. Okay, back to back Anyways, to the schedule. So let's let's hold on. I want to stop for a second. I want I want to do something funny. I have a three point. I have a three point six GPA right now, Kyle. Three point six GPA. Yep. Correct? Me Tyler, and you have like the same stats know, for it's everything. Weird. It's unbelievable. Tyler, uh, Tyler, give me your GPA, please. Let's hear it. Four point two. Four point two GPA. Tyler, are you going to go to Michigan, or is it all going to be for vain? And all this extra work that you've put in is going to go to the exact same school that me and Kyle are going to. We will see. 
<laughs> we will see. All right, let's get back to the schedule. <laughs> October 26th at Michigan loss. Uh, November Sorry, I feel 2nd. like I have to be like Zach here for a second. What, what do we do? Okay, all right. Uh, number November 2nd, uh, home versus Indiana, win. November 16th at Illinois, win. And then you're going to run out the season with two games against Purdue and Rutgers. I think you go 4-0 at the end of the season, okay? So um, in terms of Michigan State, realistically, it's the exact same expectations I had with Mel Tucker, right? Um, Michigan State has players this year that I can see them, you know, going far in playing good, right? Not going far in terms of the playoff or anything. I'm saying exceeding some expectations, okay? Jordan Hall was an honorable mention as an All-American as a freshman, okay? That's huge, our linebacker, freshman linebacker. You're bringing in possibly uh, the number one quarterback right now in the 247 transfer portal, Aiden Childs, former freshman at Oregon State. So in terms of expectations, I just want to see progression. That's realistically all I want to see. I want to see underclassmen played. I want to see young guys played. I want to see progression. And that's all. That's all it is. Progression meaning five and seven seasons. You know what I'm Fine a big fan me. of. Five ben? and seven, six, six and six. Fine. You know what I'm a big fan of. What? Michigan's first home game is until October fifth. I'm so happy about that. Oh really? We get to see Michigan at the Big House until October fifth. Fantastic. Is there a away game? You mean Michigan's first road game isn't until October twelfth or October fifth? This is Michigan State no, schedule, buddy. No, I'm just saying the Wolverines. You said Michigan's first home game isn't until October 5th. I was like, bro, their first five games are at home. Mi- Michigan's first road game is until road October game. 5th. There we go. No, it's actually September 21st at USC. Good job doing your research, buddy. Anyway, no, we're geez. home again. Their first five games of the season are home. That's not at USC. I don't know. We're that's a home game USC. against it USC. It says on the, uh, the Free Press website that the Michigan is playing at USC on uh, September 21st. They play, I don't know. They play home Probably against wrong. USC, home against Oregon, and at Washington. Three Pac-12 teams are home, home away. Okay, well, whatever. I'm going off. I'm going based off other information that I'm getting online. Anyways. Um, home against Fresno State, home against Texas. Yep. Okay, we get, point, we get the point. 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 Okay, so anyways, um, I want to move over into a more of a little negative topic or depressing topic for Michigan both State schools. basketball. You want to talk about Michigan basketball? How are they doing, buddy? Go ahead. Their record's better than yours. They, have yeah. more wins. they literally have more wins. Whoop de do. Anyways, I can't, I can't stand watching sports anymore. <laughs> College basketball has been atrocious for two blue bloods, honestly, and I would consider Michigan a blue blood based on what they've done in the past. They are a notorious experience I program. Don't, I don't know if I'd go that far. I mean, a blue blood, I, I, I have I have a very wide range of a definition for a blue blood. I don't just focus on four teams in terms of blue blood I think uh, I think of blue bloods as Duke, Kansas, Kentucky, North Carolina, and Michigan State. Those are like my main five blue bloods. I'm not sure if you even put Michigan State up there anymore. What do you not, mean? not this I, year. I, not I this year, but... This is, this is depressing. Wouldn't. Realistically, f- I mean, from the... Uh, an, from the Cassius Winston season, excuse me, 2019 to 2020, uh, Michigan State has gone 31 and 30 in Big Ten play. All right, what time is? Oh, you've seen little to no development from the recruits that Tom Izzo has brought in. Your two best players, Joey Hauser and Tyson Walker, in that span have both been transfers. Right, one from Marquette, one from Northeastern. Okay, and really, you're seeing how important Joey Hauser was to this team's overall success last year. Right, his ability to start momentum, uh, start runs, um, create fast-break opportunities, and that's what this team really likes to do. They love to run. They love to go on fast-breaks. Transition what basketball is about, Ben. <laughs> not really. Not <laughs> Running really. up not and down the court. Well, 100%. Kind of, yeah. Not 100% <laughs> true. Not, not really true. When you look at this Michigan State team and you, and you listen to the announcers commentate these games, you're hearing, man, Michigan State loves to <laughs> run. 
They love to run the basketball. You you hear all love these teams. Lose. You watch all these teams. They I'm gonna Hate ignore to shoot you. The three. <laughs> no, we love to shoot the three, and we miss every single time. Well, we hit four threes in our first three games. Something like that. One, you're like shooting 22. like twelve percent. One for like Horrible. one for like three hundred against James Madison. So when you when Michigan State fans looked at this at this season, you lose to James Madison, who was a top top twenty five team at one point. I'm not sure if they are still. Okay, you're like, all right, fluke game, whatever, first game of the season, I don't care. Okay, you lose to Arizona and Duke. All right, those are two good teams, right? Kept it close. Who cares? Then you play Nebraska, and you lose to Nebraska and Wisconsin. And How Wisconsin. does that happen? How do you lose to Nebraska? I don't care. Michigan beat Iowa. I mean, I mean, like, what what's going yes. on? What's going on? Go team. This is this is embarrassing. I can't. It's so sad for me because every single sports team that I watch that is my favorite team besides the Red Wings, big Pistons are kind of atrocious. Guy. I think it just goes. <laughs> right to, I think it just goes to show you that the level of play in college basketball is increasing, like I more agree. than oh, I sure. think it ever has in the past. At least in my generation of being yeah. around and conscious. I conscious. conscious. <laughs> By the way, I just looked it up. James Madison's still kicking it. They're number twenty and nine and zero right there you now. Go. Wow. There you go. So, I mean, James Madison was a dominant team, but realistically, this this Michigan State team is in a trance right now. You know who you else is? Snap out of it. You you can say James Madison because they are nine and zero and they're in the top twenty five, and that proved to be a decent loss for you guys. Mm-hmm. You know what I also think is a decent loss? What? Long Beach State. They just yeah. went out and beat USC too. Like yeah, li- oh, Bronny James, yeah, yeah, so guys. Bronny James. You have you have, you have a major playmaker coming back to your yes. lineup. It's still early in the season. He's a freshman. Y- y- listen, th- no matter how the media wants to depict him, like he's a god and he is LeBron James' son, who is so he's the best player in all of college basketball. Doesn't matter, right? The kid's got flaws. He's a freshman. Okay, so it is what it is. Um, anyways, unfortunately, as we round out that last segment there. It is unfortunately time to end the podcast, as that is all the time we have for today. For the third episode of the 11th season of the Cheap Seats podcast, I want to thank specifically Tyler Clausen for coming in as our backup. He's more of our kind of cookies guy from 97.1 The Ticket, Jim Costa. You don't get that reference, do you, Tyler? No, you don't. Sure anyway, don't. It's okay. It's all right. Anyways, uh, thank you for coming in after our absence from our co-host, Zachary Hayes. The Vanilla Gorilla. Um, on behalf of Ben Shadel, Kyle Purdy on audio board, and we have Aiden Novak here in the other radio room. Farewell, folks. <laughs>